because we'll be talking to God and talking about things for each other and to God. So this is what one anothering looks like. I'm sure we can add more to this, but this is where we can start. So when we say one anothering, what are we saying? We are saying, hey guys, this is the way we fellowship. This is the way we fellowship. Get used to this word, one anothering. It brings new sense to it. Sometimes words are so critically, they bring into our lives a whole different way of thinking. The word fellowship is so archaic and so disconnected with us. We never say to our neighbors, hey, come for a fellowship. So you start using the word one anothering. The first one, and perhaps the most important thing in this first one is guys all fellowship all fellowship whether it be in the church or whether it be outside this church all circles around one word compassion this is what makes God do everything God heals because he's compassionate. God shows mercy because he's compassionate. God is kind and compassionate, slow to anger and compassionate, gracious and compassionate, full of mercy and compassionate, forgiving because he's compassionate, moved because he's compassionate, came to the earth because he's compassionate, died on a cross because he's compassionate. Everything about Jesus is compassionate. And the one word that we have to root and anchor ourselves in when it comes to fellowship and one another in the church and outside the church is this one word, compassionate. And so that's where we start. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Ephesians 4.23 starts off. So we are looking at all the one another's in the Bible. And Ephesians 4.23 says, be kind and compassionate. Be kind and compassionate. I think I told you a couple of days, uh, last week, UPS was supposed to deliver something to me. And they delivered it four days late. And it was wrong. What they did was wrong. And so I called them up. But the way I treated them, even though I was respectful, was not compassionate. It was unkind. Whoever was at the other end of the phone didn't have a good day after I was done. Even though I didn't raise my voice, I told him I understand he's not at fault, yet I gave them a piece of my mind in a way that didn't show any kindness, that demanded a pound of flesh, but in a very civil way. You can cut someone's flesh in a civil way. And I was telling someone about it proudly that hmm, I showed them what they should do and and they said you were really kind and compassionate weren't you and I know it's kind of late in the day for me to figure this out but I decided that gosh I cannot do this I cannot be unkind and I cannot one anothering within the church or outside the church does not happen if this one word and the great thing is compassion works when people are treating you badly Big deal. The Bible puts it this way. If you're only good to those that do you good, how are you better than the pagans? So when I'm wrong, when UPS delivers my package four days late, let me see your compassion, Jacob, and let me see your kindness. This is where it starts, say one anothering, Ephesians 4.23. And when we start behaving this way here, he, here's the thing, guys. Why should we first practice it in-house? Because they will know that we are Christians by our love and by our kindness and by our compassion. If we practice it here, then we can practice it outside too. But this is where it should start. And then from here, it spreads out. The second one anothering is live in harmony. 
Romans 12, 16. As much as possible, live in harmony. As in, live in peace as much as possible. So what does it mean as much as possible? Guys, learn how not to argue about the unnecessaries. If you, it's pointless being disharmonious about Trump and Trudeau. There are more important things. There are more important things, like perhaps abortion. You can differ on that. On gender benders, you can differ on that. On important issues, yes. But, the, but as much as possible, live in peace. In harmony. Simple rule, eh? But God put it in there. Imagine this. All these things, as we look at them, we look at some of them and think, eh, big deal. I don't know. That's no big deal. Live in harmony. Hey, God put it in there, man. He's a wise God. Live in harmony. Live peaceably. One of the things I found out in the church I was at before was that there were so many people in the church who had pet prejudices against certain ethnicities and nationalities. And I found out that I had some too. This was about 13, 14 years ago. And I realized, gosh, Lord, if I want to live in harmony, somewhere inside something will have to change and I'll have to forego my stereotypical attitudes towards certain ethnicities and towards certain nationalities. You won't say it, but you feel it as soon as you see them. These things are haram in the eyes of God. Haram means uh, obnoxious, abominable in the eyes of God. Haram is not a Greek word. <laughs> may your minds and hearts, may my mind and heart be absolutely empty of anything that stereotypes any ethnicity or nationality. I haven't seen that problem in Acts 29, but these are things that are really well hidden and may never come up, eh? Destroyed, destroyed. God hates it. God hates it when I take someone made in his express image, placed here as a steward on the earth, just because of the color, ethnicity, background, nationality. When I, may we never fall for uh, stuff about refugees and immigrants and who should and who should not come. Be balanced in your outlook, eh? Politics is not the eyes that we look through. We look through the compassionate, kind, harmony-filled eyes of Christ, and that is the first thing we look at. There is nothing called Christian nationalism. That is a perverse, perverse um, expression of Christianity that is specific to the U.S. and should not touch us. Should not touch us. I'm sorry I'm going on about that because it's most because there'll be other people listening to this tape, guys, not just you. Third one, welcome and accept one another. Romans 15, 7. Romans 15, 7. Depending on the version, it says that these are one anothering things. Learn it because we are going to practice this in the world. We need to be like this. Welcome and accept one another. One of the things I found out when I would come home after a long day, and particularly if the day was even slightly difficult, is when I get into the elevator, I would hope that no one else is getting into the elevator because I want the elevator all for myself. On occasion, I would hear footsteps and I'd quickly press closed door 
so that I could go all the way to the 12th floor without anybody else in the elevator. And now, I have decided that every time I step into any place where I can have the whole place to myself, I'll check and see if for those 12 floors I can have somebody that I can chat up. Accept one another, welcome one another. Welcoming and accepting. Guys, these things were put in the Bible deliberately. We like our space. We want isolation. We do not want interruption. We only want interruption when it's convenient. God is looking for a people who are ready to be inconvenienced because one anothering is messy. This is not as easy as you think, guys. This is not as easy as you think. Romans 15, 7 says, and maybe for some of you it's easy, for me it's not. Accept one another just then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Listen to this, guys. Accept and welcome one another, different, depending on the version. Then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. It brings praise to God eventually, guys. Some of you find this easy. For some others, like me, it's not as easy. Third, or fourth, offer hospitality. Offer hospitality. First Peter four nine. First Peter four nine. The sad thing, or the good, or, or not the sad thing. The thing about these points is it's so not profound that one can ignore it. First uh, Peter four nine. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Without grumbling. Um, do you want to comment on this if anybody does far anything you want to say about it? Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to say anything? Or is this normal for you? For some of you, yes, it is. Bless you for being that way. Your parents brought you up the right way. My parents tried, I didn't learn. Pardon? Really? I'm trying to discover that. But uh, you and Kamal are known for your hospitality. Inconvenienced hospitality. Oh, sorry, Dagmar, I didn't see you there. Thank you, Kamal. I, I um, acknowledge these three sitting up front as one of the examples in this church. There are others, trust me. These three are known for being hospitable to a point where it inconveniences them. 
and uh, there are others too in this church that do that but offer hospitality eh? without grumbling um i find all the other teachings still now quite easy this is the one that is going to be something that i'll have to practice because it's not natural for me um next one is love and serve one another love and serve one another i hope my brother in law doesn't hear this teaching because he snows so i always get him another room i never let him share my hotel room um so the next one is love and serve one another so love one another is in first john 3:11 first john 3:11 first john 3:11 first john 3:11 and it says there that this is how we know the children of god this is how we know who the children of god are and who the children of the devil are anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of god nor is anyone who does not love his brother anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of god nor is anyone who does not love his brother nor is anyone who does not love his brother so one part of it is loving one another the second one is serving one another galatians 5:13 galatians 5:13 and galatians 5:13 says you my brothers were called to be free do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature rather serve one another in love serve one another in love the next one is really nice romans 12:10 romans 12:10 it says in romans uh, be devoted to one another in brotherly love honor one another above yourselves honor one another above yourselves honor one another above yourselves guys um let's take one more and uh, another version says outdo one another in honoring outdo one another in honoring just one more and then we'll um, draw a distinction first thessalonians 5:11 first thessalonians 5:11 first thessalonians 5:11 and it says in first thessalonians 5:11 therefore encourage one another build each other up just as fact just as in fact you are doing therefore encourage one another build each other up just as in fact you are doing therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing guys i believe that till here these things apply to the world not just to the church also yes we practice this in church but you can practice this with anyone in the world it's possible to be compassionate to people in the world it's possible to live in harmony with people in the world except on issues where uh, christ's ways are distinct from their ways in which case you'll have to speak the truth in love welcoming and accepting one another you know this country will be blessed i'm talking about canada now canada will be blessed because of its willingness for years and years and years on end to accept and welcome people and when they have not of late there's a trend to apologize for it and make restitution it might seem like a small political gig but the thing is in the eyes of god whenever anything godly is planted regardless of the motive like jesus said if they may not be for me but if they're doing what they what i'm doing then great this nation will be blessed because of it it'll reap a harvest because of it there is an ex- so this we can practice with everybody this we can practice with everybody offer hospitality 
This we can practice with everybody. Love and serve one another. This one too. Outdo one another in honoring. Guys, there is nothing that opens up a person's life like honor. Nothing. You honor somebody, they'll open up like a flower. Open up like a flower. Anyone you honor, regardless of how difficult they are, you begin to honor them at the open. Guaranteed. Just keep honoring them. And not false platitudes, real honoring. Yeah, one of the things I've found that whenever I meet a new person who's not a believer, one of the ways God uses the prophetic through my life is using the prophetic to honor them. And as soon as they realize that God is saying things about them that there is no way anybody would have known, but it is things that are valued and that gives them worth, they begin to open up to God. I've seen it again and again and again. Or you can go into a house where there is a wife and a husband and a wife is a believer and the husband is not. You begin to honor the husband and you'll be surprised at how things change. Because there is a tendency in Christian families when the wife is a Christian and the husband is not, the husband always is in the background. He does not want to be involved. When you shift your attention from the wife and begin to focus on the husband and begin to honor him, the whole household changes. Jesus had this way of picking out people who were trash and he would begin to honor them. And he would honor them by finding that one thing in them that was treasured and they would open up. Eddie is an expert at this. You can bring Eddie into a room and I'll see all the nice looking people and he'll see all the nice looking people who are not being paid attention to. And he'll begin to honor them. Changes, right? Because what are we saying when we say we honor? We are saying you're of value and we recognize that value. You think that won't help? I used to talk about this ages ago when we first started Acts 29. The parable of the 10 coins. So let's assume you have a 5 cent coin that goes under your sofa. And you call Derek and Don and Jeevan uh, uh, and uh, Wayne to move that sofa. To get to that coin. And they huff and they puff and they finally move the sofa and they get to the coin. You have no idea how much value you've given a five cent suddenly. The value is placed not by the coin's intrinsic claim to anything. The value is placed by the seeker. You're the seeker. Place value and you'll be surprised. Encourage and build each other up. Encourage and build each other up. Encourage and build each other up. I'll, yeah, I could give you examples from this week. Where encourage and build each other up. I'm talking about people in the world, not just church. In church, it's, for me, it's easy to do, encourage and build each other up. I'm talking about the world where you're paying someone at a counter and you have, a, have to rush. Where you're, uh, one of the things I plead with God is, Father, when I walk through airports, when I go through different countries, when I'm walking around in Vancouver, Please let me not be someone who does not look at people's faces. 
please let me not become like that. Please, uh, th there are times, and I'm not kidding you guys, these are things I'm saying to you not to show off, but to show how difficult this is in a world like ours. There are times I will go back the same route I came because I did not acknowledge the person who's doing a simple task. And if you asked me what he looked like, I wouldn't be able to tell you whether it's a guy or a girl because he's just the guy who opens the door. Who cares? My God, there was not a person Jesus went by who, who he did not recognize and acknowledge. One of the things I used to like about um, videos uh, on Obama was whenever Obama would go past people, he would acknowledge them. Doesn't matter who it was. Doesn't matter whether it was a Marine who was saluting him or some person who was opening the door. There was an acknowledgement. I don't know whether that is his nature, but it always used to strike me as this is the most powerful man in the universe stopping to say hello to people. Guys, you and I have to make sure that we look into people's faces when we go past them. These things are absolutely doable. This is how we build relationships, guys. It is a, it is a fabulous thing to do. We can do it in church too. But the thing is, you guys do this for each other in church anyways. Now it's time to do it out in the world. Any, any thoughts? Any comments? I'll wrap up in five minutes. Thoughts, comments, guys? No? Azar, you want to say something? You look like you want to say something. <laughs> that no is not convincing enough. So uh, 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 okay. Um, I guess I'm in the journey of the finding of friends, right? Making a friend, so... So I'm in this journey, I'm already like five years. Um, so in during that five years, I realized that it's a it's most important thing is that I have to be a, become a good friend for others. And all the like, um, whatever you see someone, you have to find the um, some good things so that you can um, you can like highlight. But it should be really genuine, because and sometimes it like I was the there was situation like I think it's for women's like it's very easy like for me if I if I will see that someone is really wearing very nice clothes I will always say that I like I like that the way house even if I will in the street I met someone who has a very nice tattoo and which is I I love it but I, I don't. At the same time, even I don't understand why they do it. <laughs> so if it's very nice, I will always, I think, I always say that. And that's, uh, that is like open up. But, yes. but sometimes if it's not genuine, they will feel it. Yeah. They will say it, um, really? Guys, <laughs> we can't flatter, right? The moment you flatter, you're being insincere. There's nothing about God in it. And there's something, someone else in it then. Anytime I make a comment that is not sincere and it is flattery, know that there is someone else who's playing around now. It's not just God. The intent, your intent may be godly, but what ended up is ungodly. So you can't be insincere about it because it's a platitude then. And someone else now gets into the mixture. Right on. I was just going to say that. Sorry, but finish it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And guys, here's the thing to uh, jump off her point. Uh, once this habit begins, God will begin to easily highlight things in people that are small but are, but are huge if you commented on it. Just standing in a counter watching the lady behind the counter patiently take care of two people who uh, don't have the right change, who are taking eight minutes for a thing that takes two minutes. And you are irritated about it, but when you go to the counter and you compliment the person behind the counter for the tremendous patience they showed, you have no idea how it changes their day because you were the only one in that entire day who did something like that. Oh, bless her. Compliment. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Salt brings out flavors. Light brings out colors. That's how the message puts it. You are the light of the world. Bring out the colors. You are the salt of the earth. Bring out the flavors. One anothering, guys. What are we doing? We're building God's family. Draw them in. Let the doctrine of God become attractive through you. Let the doctrine of God become attractive through you. Open blind eyes, open deaf ears by building relationships through one anothering. This one anothering is supposed to happen in church and praise God in this church. I don't know how it happened, but it's happening. But now we can take it outside. Let's deal with the last four. Serve with your gifts. This is the part where, this is the, the last four I think are more for within the body, as in not within these walls, but within the body. Serve with your gifts. First Peter 4.10, serve with your gifts. I, I'm going to harp on this forever till it's not necessary. That when you come for a gathering, what are you bringing? What are you bringing? Not because you were asked to, but because you at home ask. And it is possible after asking that you've got nothing to bring. But you will not be guilty of not asking. And then when you bring it, there will be order that will be followed in bringing it forward. You don't serve dessert before the main dish. You can, yeah, actually you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. But the point is this, that we never ask because we have this clergy lady divide. And what a shame, eh? That ain't church, man. So we'll talk about that more. Serve with your gifts. What are you bringing? And if you're a guitar player, you can't say I'm bringing my guitar. If you're a drummer, you can't say I'm bringing my drumming. That's become something that you do. What else are you bringing? And maybe there'll be days when you got nothing because God is not a cosmic vending machine. But there'll be days when you have that one thing that'll change up someone's life. Next one is devoted to each other. Devoted to each other. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Devoted to each other. As in, I live for you. I mean, Kamal can say that to Anne. But how dare we say it to each other? But that's what Jesus did. Devoted to us. As a hand, terrible to think of God as someone who possessed an intrinsic servant nature. God by, God in his DNA, this sounds sacrilegious, but God in his DNA is servant-like. When Jesus took off 
his outer garments, wrapped a towel around him and washed people's feet. You think he was putting it on? No. You think he just had a brilliant idea? Oh, I better be like a servant. No. He, in his very nature, from the beginning to the end, kept saying one thing. I have come to serve. I've come to serve. I've come to serve. So it's very servant-like. God is servant-like. So when this idea of being devoted to each other is, I want to serve you so that you um, get better. Uh, there's a psalm, it says it so beautifully, just like a handmaiden's eyes are locked on her mistress, watching her every move. So my eyes are locked on you, O oh God. I just want to take the first part out. A handmaiden is de- devoted to her mistress. She'll be standing there when she's combing her hair, she's watching if any hair will fall or any nails will be clipped or whatever handmaidens do for mistresses, I don't know. But the point is, they're so devoted to their mistress. Like a butler, man. No. Next one. This also is more in church. Spur one another to good works. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Hebrews 10, 24. Spur one another to good works. And something else. Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another... On towards love and good deeds. On towards love and good deeds. Spurring one another. Come and encourage me, man. Because you don't do it while I'm preaching. You can do it after. This church has trained me so well not to go by facial expressions. Thank you. I can go anywhere in the world and preach to corpses and... I'd still come back encouraged. Sorry, that didn't come out right. That looks, that sounded like an insult. What I'm trying to say is that I'm okay with you not encouraging me while I preach with a single whisper or a sound. But please feel free to spur me with um, love and good deeds as I do you. Guys, I'm telling you, I would suggest to you in that area, imitate me. I spur you on to good deeds. Love I'm trying, but good deeds in Christ certainly. And love for God, I spur you on, man. It is the only passion of my heart to spur you on to good deeds. You need to do that for each other and you need to do that for me. Last one. Admonish one another or scold one another. Um, or rebuke one another, or one another. And uh, um, there are ways of doing that, so we won't talk about that right now, because let's get the harmony part right first, (laughs) and then we'll move on to that. So we'll leave that one for later. But occasionally this has to happen too, but there is an order and a way it happens, and uh, uh, whenever you do it wrong, call the person and apologize immediately. Or if you don't apologize immediately, apologize after a week. (laughs) But apologize. Uh, So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And so, guys, all this can be practiced in church. The last four particularly, but the first uh, eight can be practiced with others. I pray, God, just as passionately as you've been listening to the last three sermons, that you will take this in. Because if you don't take this in, um, fellowship or one anothering will not happen. Uh, Don't worry, I'll repeat it till the cows come home. But uh, 
we we learn to live like this we learn to live like this i think i said this somewhere if all of us wore yellow for the next 3 weeks um soon people would notice that there's a bunch of guys who wear yellow and are walking around vancouver and langley and abbotsford and the works and they think we are a cult but they recognize us if a color can do it then a christ like attitude can do it too where a certain people begin to act a certain way it begins to become visible and i'm not just talking about acts 29 we are too small that's a great thing about a larger church you have a larger number of people doing it but we can start it so this sunday is be the church be the church sunday so i would suggest to you that this sunday since you don't have to come here at 1:40 that you take any of these things and either one another with each other in an unusual way don't come to the church be the church or find someone who's not a believer and uh, build relationship take the sunday to do that just do something that will allow you to build relationship either with one another here in the church or with somebody else my plan is to go and find someone else i've been trying to see how best to do it just to build relationship with someone and to one another and i'll pick something out of this or more than one out of this that i can put into practice so use the sunday for that and then should you after doing that feel like huh now what do i do i want you to know that there'll be some of us here from 3 to 4:15 just worshiping feel free to join us there'll be no teaching preaching or anything we just guitar piano piano uh, drums shams and uh, just worship from 3 to 4:15 it'll only start at 3 and we leave at 4:15 because the other church will come in and so you're welcome to